it's my <laughs> intro. I was just like, I'll just say it. Oh, well, why did you say anything? Okay. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Sh- We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Kalina. And this is Saylet. And we are excited to be back with you for episode 123 of a paranormal romance podcast where we review romance books and talk about uh, general sexy things yeah, in our lives general. and uh, non-sexy you know, things. If they're presented to us and we have great stories to tell, <laughs> then we're all fucking for it. Yes. That's what we do. So thanks for coming back. Yeah. Thanks we're for excited. joining us. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's just get into it. You think? Yeah, let's do this because this book was fucking awesome so and good. it's just, it's amazing. We sincerely hope you guys had read along with us on this one. But let's start off with a quickie. And that is, what is your favorite piece of jewelry? Hmm. Oh, we're jewelry wearers, you and I. We are jewelry wearers. Mm-hmm. I have a really fun thing. I've been traveling a lot, like for most of my life. And, you know, at the beginning, you always get like really weird little tchotchke things, you know, keychains and and little statuettes and stuff like a, a small Eiffel Tower and a small leading tower of Pisa and all the little things, you know, the touristy tchotchkes, right? Yeah. In Finland, when I was in high school and I went to Finland for a year, I was gifted um, by a friend a little silver snowflake. Uh, what's this? Pendant. Ma- pendant. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and it became rapidly one of my favorite pieces of jewelry to wear. And since then, I have tried on all of my trips to buy a piece of jewelry, but mostly a simple silver kind of smallish round pendant. But of mm-hmm. that you know, style of that country or something that's a symbol. So I have a, right now I'm wearing the Mykonos Sun from Greece. I got uh, something in Spain with all of these little pretty like Spanish little birds on it. I have a Celtic knot from Ireland. Yeah. So I have a lot of jewelry that's very specific to my travels. And then I try to wear it throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And that those like, I can't pick just one. I mean, Probably if I had to pick just one, it'd be the Silver Snowflake from Finland because it was the one that started everything and it's just so perfectly me. <laughs> like Snowflake, silver, yep. very like stylized, you know, Finnish design. So it's not overly intricate, but just snowflake. And I love it a lot. And so that's probably my favorite piece. But the whole thing, like all the ones that I've bought on my travels are as a collection, my favorite because they... They tell the story of my my travels and all yeah. the places I've seen and, and the people I've met and the food. And it's just a really neat way to remember a trip and have it be something you use or, you know, you wear and like has meaning versus, you know, something that you have to dust on a shelf per se. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's the necklace. Yes. It's okay. The, yes. It's a, it's a pendant necklace. Yeah. It's a, a necklace pendant, yeah. that I – so I just look for the pendant piece and then put it on mm-hmm. the chain because I have a bunch of silver chains at home. So yeah. I'll put it on whatever. Or sometimes they come already on those like weird black cord things, you know, oh, yeah. like a lot of stuff like- comes on and then I just cut it off and put it on a chain. I'm like, I don't, I don't want it on this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I know. I think something would be totally wrong if I ever saw you without a necklace on. I'd be like, hmm, that's weird. And you're pretty good at like changing 
your jewelry mm-hmm. i don't i put one on and it's on forever it's just what you see me with it's staple mm-hmm. i tried for a while to switch off my earrings and stuff because i like jewelry and i mm-hmm. like the the different styles and you always have really fun earrings too <laughs> i, I will add your earrings are super fun and then we as our girl group our friend group we always buy each other bracelets which i think yes. is really sweet and really yes. nice so i'm always wearing those until they break off or they rip off or mm-hmm. you know i never i put them on and then they I never take them off and then they just get really worn and of course my wedding ring means a lot to me but I think that the piece of jewelry that I don't think that I could ever really go without are my bracelets mm-hmm. I think one in particular is because I can't take it off <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> it is literally stuck on me <laughs> yep. and it's my my glass bracelet which is it looks like jade but it's not it, mm-hmm. I, there's no way I could wear jade I'm too clumsy for it I would break it so easily But I always have bracelets on, usually on both of my wrists. So I think I would feel pretty naked without my bracelets. And I do, I think I buy earrings more than any other jewelry, but they are the ones that I change the least. (laughs) I have more earrings than I than is healthy to have in one's life and i only wear them for like occasions fancy occasions stuff i don't wear yeah. them day to day i don't wear any in or holidays daily, right right yeah. and so now i've been like the last time i had to put some in oh was it that um fan expo that we did i put some in for that yes. and i was like fuck my ears do not like earrings <laughs> Because it was a whole day of being, it was like two whole days of being in earrings. Mm-hmm. And by the end of day two, I was like, I got to get these out. <laughs> they're just so, yeah, they're sore and they're, and I used to love the really big, shiny, heavy ones. dangly ones too. <laughs> yeah, that are heavy. And I, I still do. But now I'm just like, I just want it to be simple, you know? Yeah. Just like studs or something. I have a lot of studs too, and I still don't wear them every day. I can't with my hair. I don't know how people sleep with them in. Cause I, I, know I you have hair. <laughs> You have hair. <laughs> you have so much hair. <laughs> but I used to try to sleep with them in, and every time I did, I would wake up without an mm. earring. So I just oh. eventually had to stop sleeping with any earrings in because, yeah, I mean, even j- just studs. I never tried to sleep in dangly stuff, but they just they wouldn't be there. But in the morning, because my hair would pull them out, <laughs> and then I'd be like, "Well, bye." Or they like poke inside your also neck yes because I sleep on the ear. side a lot. Yeah, yeah. and so. You really need those new inventions. The flat backs look so neat. Yes. And I'm like, that is what I've been missing my whole life. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, I got to share with you okay. um, some really, really cool earrings that I found that they're like, they're they're not symmetrical, which I, and I like that. Oh, I that love that. I love that so are, much. It's so cool. But I thought that they would be really fun earrings to wear for cheese wedding. Oh, so, so we all I need them. Share them. Yes, we all need a pair. But you know how Emily is. She hates us and doesn't want to do the things she's that we do. She's just not fun. Yeah, she's so not fun. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's a little bit of an attribute to the book that we read today. And sure. so we read The Vow by Danica Dark, narrated by Nicole Poole. This is book one of the Black Arrowhead series. Mm-hmm. Just prefacing this shit with like one of the best books. I've oh, my God. This book so it's, much. I have a hard time thinking back to the last book I felt this way about that we've read for the podcast because i was instantly like i am just fucking in love with this whole book like all of it from top to bottom and i started like i was not even like an hour in and i texted you like i fucking love this book (laughs) (laughs) i just am fucking i fucking love this book and i want to be in this book 
Um, and I, just got better from there. So yeah, and I wanted to do the same thing too. But I think I had started it before you and I didn't know how far you'd been in if you'd even started it. So I just didn't say anything and started writing notes. And I was just like, Oh, my God, I can't believe I can't wait till she starts it. And then you said that you really love this book. I was like, Yes, this book's so good. So good. So just first, because part of the reason that we picked it, this is November. Um, everyone who's listening to this, well, obviously, you can listen to it whenever you want after it comes out. But it <laughs> came out release date it's released it is november which is part of native history month and it's a harder one of the history months for me to try to find books that kind of fit into that culture um i've struggled a bit with it but this book has native elements in it danica is clear at the end of the book that this is all fictional it's a fictional shifter tribe that she has made that lives in um, oklahoma it's not based on any real tribal, you know, customs mm-hmm. or, or tribal history. But, you know, she took elements of Native ideas, Native histories, Native mm-hmm. stories from that area of Oklahoma to kind of weave into um, this book. So the characters are Native, which is fun, because we have had very little of that in, in the mm-hmm. books we read. But um, it's not based on any specific tribe or specific history. So don't, you know, I don't want to yeah. claim that it is. She doesn't claim it is. So it's not just keep in mind. It's a it's a fiction. It's a it's, they're shifters. They're a bunch of wolf shifters. Yeah. This, you guys, so, this is not real stuff. It's not, not real. any type of history, any type of anything. So it's all just for fun. But it is fun to read some native characters for yeah. Native History Month. So mm-hmm. I just yeah. wanted that's kind of how we came to this book. Because, yes, like Salette said, it is the first of the Black Arrowhead series, but Danica has a whole world called the, I think it's the Majiri universe, where all of her books really fit in. And this is like around the middle of, if you were to read them in traditional order <laughs> of that she wrote the series, these books are kind of in the middle. So we had no problem reading it, but I do think some of the background of her world building is she doesn't explain very much because she kind of assumes you've read some of her other books. And so she doesn't give you like the history of the council or the clans or, you know, the different ways that the packs govern themselves. But I think I feel as if that stuff you, we would have gotten from earlier books in this universe. Yes. But anyway, so let me give you a quick <laughs> rundown. I'm going to try to just, yeah, be very overview. Clitz you notes guys this. You know how these Clitz notes go. So we meet. Melody and Hope, and they are young ish <laughs> shifters. I'm thinking mid 20s, twen- yeah, 20s. 20s. I would say, right? I would say anywhere between 24 and 27. Yeah, is that what you're that's thinking? what I would think too. Close because it does feel as if they age differently. Like, like their idea that's of true. young is different. It's not yes. like 18 and then you leave the house, you stay in the house until or the pack until you're anyway. They yeah. have moved out from both of their packs, they are going it alone for a while they're trying to well they have started a business an at-home business each of them hope makes jewelry like we discussed you know why Mm -hmm. we discussed jewelry at the beginning and uh, melody uh designs clothing and now they've gotten big enough with their orders that they are trying to take it into a physical shop so they're opening a store front and they have all of these ideas and this you know they're gonna they have all the support from their tribes or not their tribes their packs Mm-hmm. But they're trying to do this on their own to prove themselves because then that makes them really like look good to the other packs. And also it's their dreams. And it, you know, might give them a leg up in the marriage market for when they're trying to find a mate who would then they would use that mate to join a new pack. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but tragedy strikes. 
the vendor for their uh, gemstones that Hope uses is trying to gouge them because he knows they're opening a store. So since they have no contract, he has doubled the prices. So now they have less than a month to run around and find a new source for the gemstones. And they have a bunch of pre-orders coming in. So they have to get them so that they can keep the orders going out and have stuff to set, set up in the shop when the shop opens. So and naturally, this requires them to go on two separate road trips apart from each other <laughs> <In Duh>. the- <laughs> because one of them is to Oklahoma and Hope's family won't let her go there because there her grandfather her great-grandfather lived there and he was a bad guy or something <laughs> I don't know there's a whole there, there's a whole clan thing to there or a pack yeah, thing we, to it and we don't know Hope's full story no I, I think Hope's the next book so I, I think, think so that's too. it but Hope and Hope is a member of a tribe um, she's native Melody is not but anyway so Melody says I'll go to Oklahoma for you that's where um, she would be meeting with uh, what was his name Shikoba Shikoba thank you he's the leader of a shifter tribe in Oklahoma mm-hmm. and he is apparently like one of the best producers of gemstones uh, around the country and it should be a really good deal for them as new entrepreneurs and to tie them to such a well-known name it'd be great for their business so she's like I'll go and I'll secure the deal there you go test out the other two just in case yeah they're in Texas so it's fine you can stay in Texas and just drive to you know I think one was El Paso and the other one was I don't know who knows (laughs) Houston, let's say. I don't know. (laughs) Somewhere in Texas. Texas is big. It could be anywhere. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So Melody gets on the road. She's driving her uncle's Jeep and she heads into deepest wilds of Oklahoma, like real backwards where, you know, streets don't have names anymore, kind of Oklahoma. Mm. So she she stops at a bar, eats some very questionable hamburgers. French fries. Nobody eats his food. (laughs) Nobody. Literally no one else in the bar is eating. They're all just drinking and they look askance at her as she tries to eat. She sees Hope's older brother, Lakota, who she hasn't seen in a very long time. She's just learned that he's acting, his his job is to be a bounty hunter for the council. And he is, that means he's undercover all the time. He's trying to, you know, infiltrate different groups and catch criminals. So she's trying really hard not to blow his cover so she doesn't she pretends not to know him she's like oh i don't know you um (laughs) and then she goes off to her meeting with shakoba he's very gracious but he will not work with her because she is a white woman and he only works with tribes Mm -hmm. and she's like but my partner you know belongs to the tribe and you know her you know her family you know he mentions all this and he's like yeah but you're the one that showed up so no deal and then And then she's like, she wants to keep fighting, but she's kind of starting to feel that hamburger a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So she stumbles out of the house, almost passes out. Chakoba has so Lakota's on the land. He's hanging out with the with this tribe, and again pretending he doesn't know her. And Chakoba, the chief, goes, "Hey, you need to take this white woman off of our property. She's sick, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we don't want her to die here. It's nope. not a good sign." Also, there's a storm heading in, and like we can't like storms bring trouble. And this white woman showed up with a storm, and it's not a good thing. So get yeah. her the hell away from her. She can go mm-hmm. die in the hotel. 
And so Lakota, off of our land. Yeah, off of our land. <laughs> Move it along. Um, <laughs> so Lakota drives her to the hotel. She throws up along the way. Uh, she's not well. He, you know, puts her in the room. He's he goes out and gets some food stuff to take and care of her. stuff to take yeah. care of her. He's acting different, like kind of weird though, and she she can't tell. She's like super attracted because he's like, whoa, I haven't seen him in a long time, and dude got hot, <laughs> hot older brother syndrome. Oof, yeah. <laughs> And so she's all like, oh, why am I attracted to Lakota all of a sudden? This is wild. And, yeah. you know, and she's remembering all of the nice things like growing up, like how they would hang out. And he was always really nice to her. And she's a little bit weirded out by how he's trying to be distant and weird, you know. So she's like, oh, I guess it's just so that you don't blow your cover and they talk. And there's so many things and emotions and sensitiveness and loveliness. And it's all beautiful. And he's just like, okay, this has been lovely, but you got to go home now. And she's like, well, I'm not going home. <laughs> I can't. I'm doing this because I she, have to do this. She's talked to Hope by now and she can tell that the other two meetings didn't mm-hmm. go well. So she really has to get this deal done. So she heads back to the tribe in the morning. Now, unfortunately, it coincides with somebody who's been killed and a death. And there's all this tragedy. Well, that's what Lakota's there to investigate. Apparently, women keep getting murdered in this area surrounding the tribe, not on tribal land, but Mm -hmm. around the tribe. And it's none of the women of the tribe. It is all of the shifters around there, especially the rogues, right? Yeah. So they're not directly part of packs. And if you're not part of a pack, you're a rogue. So you don't have any kind of community structure and access to land or jobs, I think. Anyway, it's all very (laughs) confusing. But the rogues, there's a lot of women of rogue shifter men in the area who have been turning up dead. Mm -hmm. And so he's trying to investigate. It's starting a lot of tension. The packs believe the tribe is responsible. They're trying to use it as a way of trying, you know, to take the tribal land because they've been there for, you know, millennia, probably. (laughs) (laughs) And the the tribe or the the packs around the tribe are like, well, that's real nice land there. I'd like that land. Um, (laughs) That's how they sound. (laughs) They did sound like that. Uh, Nicole did some interesting I mean she did <laughs> accents for some of the characters <laughs> but anyway Melanie shows up bad timing she's like okay I'll just leave you know because then some of the other tribal members are mad at her or blaming her because now a tribe member is dead one of the young men has been killed he, he was found in his wolf form next to another dead woman so now yeah. people are really trying to tie the, the tribe to these They're murders correlating that with like a bad omen that she brought with her because and- she showed up with the storm and that's always yeah. a sign of death and then she mm-hmm. was ill and all kinds of bad things and so she's trying to leave, but the packs have surrounded the land, and obviously a white woman driving out right now would be not great. Not they're so good. They're not even sure that the other packs would let her leave or would assume that she right. was okay to leave. They might question her and, and harass her and halt her. So she's being forced to stay on the land. Lakota's like, well, I'll stay with you. You know, they're still trying to pretend they don't know each other. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is really sneaky. It is sneaky. <laughs> well, they didn't want to – I mean, because that would su- cause a little bit more more suspicion too because he's already sort of undercover sure there and so that would create a little bit but more they suspicion. but he's not using an, an alias no they call him lakota no well they call him sky hunter sky hunter sky yeah but sky I, hunter, I think they even know his eyes. last name and isn't his last name hope's last name 
Church? Cross. Sorry. Cross. I don't know why I said church. Is her name church? Because his name is Cross. No, Cross is the bad guy. No, Crow is the bad guy. Crow is. There's a, yeah. That was a hard, that was a tough conversation when it was Cross and Crow talking to each other and they kept referring to each other as Cross and Crow. And I was like, oh, I think you're right. I think it is Cross. No, I think you're right. I think it is Cross. But anyway. (laughs) It doesn't. Yeah. It's fine. (laughs) It was like, he's not undercover, but he is there as a bounty hunter. But there was, uh, it was secretive though. Like, I don't know. It was. Like, they didn't know what he was doing there. He just showed up and befriended the tribe because he had, it was easier for him because he has tribal blood Mm -hmm. in him. And so they knew, like, the the council sent him knowing that he'd have an easier time making connections within the tribe. They're a very insular community and they wouldn't, uh, you know, be take well to outsiders. But he's he's, he's an outsider because he's of a different tribe, but he has native blood. So, although the blue eyes do make him suspicious. (laughs) Yes, he has blue eyes, which shows that he's only half blood. So people are not. You know, the tribe are mm-hmm. still skeptical of him. But anyway, I'm not going to go into all the things that happen, but they no. have a lot of, you know, she actually starts helping with the investigation because she's super smart. Like, she keeps asking, like, really intelligent questions. The right questions. Like, such yes. good questions. She's like, well, if they think he did it, then where is his clothes? Why, like, why not like, this? Then what? Well, because this shifter world has an interesting, <laughs> I think it's a really interesting little, just small detail. When they shift, they don't rip their clothes and mm-hmm. they don't magic their clothes into their body their clothes just fall off <laughs> and are perfectly usable on the ground next to them and then they run around being a sh- you know being in their animal form and then when they shift back into human they can put their clothes back on yeah because in most other books it goes one of two ways you either have to get naked first or you're gonna fuck your clothes up <laughs> yep they'll rip in half or you like magic your clothes as part of you and then they- you shift and then you magic them back on yes <laughs> It's part of Which, the magic. I don't know. I, I don't like that one. I just would rather the clothes rip. That's that's what I would prefer. Just being naked all the time, I guess. <laughs> I know, but it's really problematic then. Because, yeah, you it come back naked sure. and your clothes... Like, well, it was a really cute scene for them because they were out investigating at one point and they were attacked by another group of shifters, mm-hmm. shifter wolves. And Melody stayed as a human for a while. And, you know, she was, they were with Tack and, right? Tack? Yeah, it was Tack. Tack and Lakota were together. They were looking at the crime scene or whatever. So Lakota and Tack shift into their wolves and start taking on these wolves. She, she, she's using an arrow to try and help. Yes. And then, of course, one charges her and she, like, has no choice but to shift. So she to shifts shift on her own. into yep. a wolf, but she's never been in a fight she's kind of young um and she's not trained like this also there's a unique factor in these shifters where only the alphas are aware as wolves you know like they know they have thoughts like human thoughts oh. as wolves all the other shifts like lakota can keep it for like a couple of minutes yes and then they go like then is then his then conscious human mind primal like recedes and he becomes just full wolf and so you really don't have control your wolf yes. has control and melody has almost none she becomes her wolf almost immediately so she knows mm-hmm. that she can only run so she shifts into a wolf and just runs away and, you know, eventually they take down all of the bad guys, mm-hmm. they run away, and then the Tack and Lakota pick up their clothes and the and the, the horses and go looking for her in her yes. wolf form to try and find her. And she's, like, all cute and, like, attacks Lakota and licks his face <laughs> in a really sweet way. And yeah, he has to yeah. pretend not to be, like, totally in love with her. Yeah. And even Tack is like, uh, why is that wolf acting like she's known yeah. you her whole life? 
<laughs> he picked up on it. And he's like, and I was like, stupid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then they jump into a watering hole and swim for a while. And, and when she turns back into a human, she's like, okay, where are my clothes? And they're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so they this thing that doesn't happen with us. <laughs> they didn't bring her clothes. <laughs> so what was it? How did they they give Lakota's clothes, right? Or like yes, and Lakota yeah. ran back as a wolf and stayed with them as a wolf because she was either going to have to ride a horse with only his t shirt on, <laughs> or walk. Uh, yeah, again, Donald ducking it. As- <laughs> Oh my god, you're right. It's Donald ducking it. <laughs> With no shoes. <laughs> Back to the tribal uh, lands. Meanwhile, oh they're preparing for a funeral. So, yeah. really not the greatest way to show up. Maybe not. <laughs> Yeah, she was like, no, I'm not riding a horse with no mm-hmm. pants on. <laughs> Give me your to, pants. Into tribal territory with people, you know, or, or not, uh, and pack lands for, with a pack that doesn't already, like, they already don't like me. Yeah. I think that now I'm going to come in and just, like, be rude and, like, sorry, I'm walking through your funeral naked. Sorry, I got no <laughs> pants. No pants on. <laughs> <laughs> I love that term, Donald ducking it. Donald ducking it. That's fucking <laughs> great. I mean, uh, Mickey Mouse is one thing, but Donald Duck. Uh, I love that. <laughs> but yeah, so oh god, it's just so cute. It and so is. yeah, then they're back on the land, and they they put her in the heat house. So this is this is a special house on land where the women can go when they're in heat and don't want to be bothered by men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, not tonight, because <laughs> that's the only time they can really get pregnant. And so when they experience that, they go away to a little house by themselves and not have to put up with some stupid ass men <laughs> being all like, oh, interesting. In heat? What's happening we'll, in here? Let's do that. <laughs> so she's staying there and he comes to spend the night with her. And my favorite scene in the world shows up. Oh my god, you guys, it's good. Hey, and also, we didn't tell you this, but he's like 30 years old, and he's a virgin. I know. He's <laughs> never been with a woman. He has a lot of history that's he not okay. He does have a lot of... It's not okay. But we haven't well, had not. this before. No, but it's... Uh, I cannot... I feel as like we did have one, and we were like, oh my god, and then we forgot about it, and it's, so now we're acting <laughs> like it's never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think we have. No, I. Now that we say it aloud at our in our podcast, I know we've had it happen once okay. before, and we were both like, "Oh my god, the guy's a virgin." Because <laughs> I thought we had like almost a, like he was like nineteen or something. I think he but was like like, a, like an alien or something. <laughs> oh no, wouldn't it have been no? What would it have been? Never mind. Oh, I'm no, never gonna. Are you talking about one of Zoe's books? No, but it's not because he was. A sex slave, so right. Oh, that's right. not the same. It's not. But anyway, <laughs> I was thinking. Yeah. Anyway, somebody like who's that guy that showed up on the planet unexpectedly? What was that? Anyway, I'm not going to think of it. So I need to stop <laughs> pretending like I'm going to because we've got six years basically worth or Look, five years worth I, of books. I can't do it. Please don't make me do it. But anyway, he's there to watch after her because he's also not allowed to go to the funeral. Right? Isn't that? What yeah. Yeah. They're they're not allowed because they're not part of the tribe and. The belief system is the spirit would get confused if outsiders, strangers were there at mm-hmm. the funeral and would maybe stay. And the whole point is to let the spirit leave. So he's like, yeah, he's hanging out with her. He's explained to her at the, in the beginning, like in the first hotel scene where there's no sex, but there's just, there's some, there's a hot kiss. And then there's just a really sweet 
um, emotional moment where he he's adopted. So he's he's Hope's half-brother, mm-hmm. and he was put up for adoption when he was born, and he was adopted to a family of, were they jaguars? Or they were cats. They're not they wolves. They were cats. I don't remember what panthers? they were. Panthers? I don't know. Maybe panthers. <laughs> and he, he grew up with them, like, very far away, like, halfway across the country. And he did come back, and he, he met his birth family at mm-hmm. some point. Well, his birth mom. And it turns out, when he was old enough, he found out the true story of his birth, and it is that he is the product of a rape, mm-hmm. which is very upsetting. Also, his bio father was a beta of the tribe, so or of, of the pack. I keep using those pack. words like they're interchangeable. Yeah. They are not interchangeable. Of the wolf pack, and the beta shouldn't... like He abused he, his power yeah, like and took he's advantage. He's second in command, and you, you know, you have power over the pack members, and to have done a violent act like that towards one of the pack members is very upset and like you yeah. know unconscionable in this in their group and so he's always lived with the idea that he has that in his blood yeah so he's afraid of it so he won't get com- comfortable with any women and she's like buddy <laughs> No. She's like, just promise me you'll have sex. <laughs> yeah. She's like, hold on. Let's hold on. Okay. okay. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. But that is not you. Like, someone has to have that. And just because yeah. you share blood with somebody doesn't mean you have their same tendencies. And she brings up how her father was a drug addict, sex fiend, rock and roller until he met her mom. And so she's like, does that make me? And then he kind of right. looked at her weird because she's had sex. And he kind yeah, of and then he started questioning her sexual partners. Yeah, <laughs> like, he was Hold getting on. into it, and it's like, buddy, wait a minute. <laughs> but she t- she did help him because she's like, well, let's yeah. let's sleep together, not sex, but let's you just sleep with me tonight, let's fall asleep together, and they did have a cute little cuddle session, and it'll prove that you can be with a woman and not attack aggressive her. and not attack her. <laughs> and so yeah. he slept with her, and at first he was all stiff with his hands to himself, like laying there just like a board, and then. <laughs> Yep. Eventually, in the morning, he woke up with his arms around her, and he yep. was like, "Oh my god!" So obviously, she helped him there, and mm-hmm. his wolf is telling him, "Uh, this is our person. Yeah, this is our wolf. This is uh, my my wolf is likes hello. this lady. Yes." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's trying to listen to that, but also not listen to it because it's Melody. It's you know he grew up with her. It's yeah, Hope's they did friend. know each other when they were younger, and I mean, but he even said he was just like, "You've grown up. You're a woman now, and you're beautiful." Well, and and I think they mentioned that this is the first time they've met since she's gone through her first change. Because yes, you don't go through your change until late teens, early twenties, and once you do that, you're full blown shifter adult, basically. Yeah. And so he wouldn't have seen her as an adult until this is the first time. She would yeah. have still been a child, essentially, even if she was like 19. He would have still seen her as a child because she hadn't shifted yet. Yeah. So, but anyway, so then they <laughs> see each other naked at the swimming hole. Yeah. They and <laughs> they have really cute moments and he has to run back as a wolf. And then they're sitting in the house and they're eating pie and it falls on his chest. And she and kisses, she kisses it, off. it off. And he's like, do that again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and he it's, says, okay. It's, it's chapter 12, the very end of chapter 12, <laughs> and it goes into chapter 13. And anyone who hasn't read or listened to it, please do so. It's <sighs> so fucking good. You guys, I, oh my God. I, I'm i not too big of a fan of food scenes because I feel sticky after I read them. But Jesus Christ. This I mean, it, uh, it was just... 
the two peaches that fell on his chest. It wasn't, there was no more yeah. food play. It was just that. It wasn't That's true. like, it really was just that. It wasn't like more got involved. So it was, it was, it was very benign food play, but <laughs> it was so hot. And then they had such a good set because you could tell he was like, he's still a little worried, but he's really, mm-hmm. really wanting to have sex with her and he likes her and, and he's explaining it the whole time where he's just like, I don't want to just, like, have sex with any, just any person. Yeah. And he's already told her, you know, that he's like, I like you and I think you're beautiful. I don't look at you just like my little sister's best friend. That's not mm-hmm. where I'm at right now. So it's taking me a lot to really consider this and I want to do this with you. And so it's always that, like, undertone of, is this love? Is this more than just sex? <laughs> and yes, she's, of like, totally into it, but oh, she's, like, totally. keeps trying to pretend like yeah. it's not. Like, we live two different lives and yeah. you'll, you know, you'll go off and find someone to marry and I've You're got... have lo- lots of sex with And she's like, I don't women want... After me. I want you to have experience more and all yeah. kinds of things. And, like, they're just so cute and I just they- love are. oh it's I such a good scene it's such a good scene now we don't get any like uh any oral or anything so there's no we gotta much- start off slow it's his first sex yeah. scene well and he and he is just like i don't know how long i'm gonna like this is so new like i don't know how to do any of this kind of stuff and she's really good with him and she guides yeah. him and helps <laughs> there's him there's even one point where she's like are you sure you don't know what you're doing <laughs> Because yeah, you he, are doing it very well for someone who does not know what they're doing. The description when you guys go back and listen or read the like nipple play and the breast play in mm. that it's so good, so sensual. It's twinging. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Well, and like even the part where you know he's constantly putting her like on top and in control because yes. he's still yes. kind of afraid of himself, and she's like, "I gotta fix this." And so she does the one thing, like the one thing her mom told her when she hit a certain age in shifter bars never bend over yes like and don't turn your back to men because it's submissive right and that's it gets their fucking animal up right Mm -hmm. it's the back and so she immediately like turns around and like gets on his lap backwards and is like shows him like i trust you like this is my back like Mm -hmm. you know there's nothing more submissive like you know more trusting Trusting. than that in the shifter world and so And he's just like, oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. And then he fucking pounds the shit out of her from behind. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. This is so good. It's such a good scene. I'm so glad that you said What What was that again? Uh, It is. It starts in 12. That's at the end of 12. And then the whole of 13 is sex. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm never good at that because I get so, like, engrossed in it that I forget. I, like, this was so good that I, like, made sure I noted it down on a piece of paper. I was like, 12, 13. I need to know this. (laughs) <laughs> good i need to be able to share the exact oh, chapters with people because it's so fucking good and then of course i'm thinking like and it is one of the times where i think it's really funny because in every shifter book the number one thing is how good their scent is how how good they yeah. are at smelling right they mm-hmm. know everything because of their smell no one in the tribe fucking says word one the next morning and like one of the brothers or something comes to the house and thinks that lakota will be there and he's not the the heat house and just runs into melody and it's like oh you can go you know it's okay you can leave Mm -hmm. and she 
And they don't say like, oh, they, yeah, no, you they guys had like, sex mm-hmm. last night, which every shifter book, they it always like, comment like, I can tell you just had sex. And I'm yeah, like, they're like, so I'm actually happy you. they didn't because sometimes just because you can smell something, don't yeah. say something. You don't have to. It's impolite. Mention it. We don't it's all like- have to bring it up. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I I noticed that too. There are lots of different like typical quirks that happens in shifter books uh-huh. that doesn't happen in this one, no. which I really appreciate. Although I also was thinking, I was like, is it rude to have sex in the heat house? <laughs> because I was more poor, concerned that uh, well, it was the next a funeral. Well, the funeral they- <laughs> too. Ever the whole tribe's at a funeral. I feel like yeah. that was probably impolite. <laughs> that was what I was thinking. <laughs> But then I was like, the poor next tribe lady who wants to go stay the night in the heat house is going to be like, smells like fucking sex in here. Smell the sex. (laughs) And then she's going to be like, God damn it. I came in here to escape this. (laughs) Just wanted to get away. And now this is sending my hormones into Uh, overdrive. That's funny. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. It's like defiling the heat house. Don't do that. This is supposed to be sanctuary for meditation. (laughs) And to not think about sex. (laughs) But it was so sexy. And then I don't really know how the rest of it came about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they have sex again in the... Well, yeah, but there there was some agreement. Okay, so like the chieftain of the tribe wanted he lied he lied to okay i'm glad you're bringing this up because i did i this is the part that okay no i found i figured it out why i got this here we go okay the council shows up yes and is like you've got to turn over if you know who it is you got to turn over who is the murderer we think it's one of the tribal members they think it's tack who is his son chinobo chikoba chikoba's son they have some evidence they indicate what it is and they're like just get ahead of it turn him over we'll know that you guys are uh you know don't want murders either otherwise you're harboring a murder and we'll take your land like yes and then they see her they see melody standing there because she was trying to get her keys and go home yes (laughs) and she's walking around in just a nightshirt and a belt with no shoes on and she's and she's got bright purple hair and is white like white white and so they're like who the fuck is that because like it's it's white women who've been being killed yes just around tribal mm -hmm. land and so they're like what the hell and she's like i'm fine don't worry about me yeah she's like i'm safe and then he the the chief goes oh don't worry that's lakota's woman they're gonna get married tonight (laughs) she's Uh, with lakota he's half white so it's fine it works and she's like okay (laughs) and so then later they have a discussion and basically he's like look i can't be found to be a liar you have to marry lakota and she's like i can't marry lakota and she's like wow i created on your behalf She's like, how about you become my gemstone supplier and then I marry Lakota yes. and you won't be a liar and I will get the gemstones I need. And he goes, deal. And then Lakota shows up and she's like, we're going to get married and I get my gemstones and then we won't really be married. It'll be fine. And he's like, that's not how things what? work. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. Just laughing. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's what that whole thing was. And I was just like, why did that have to happen? Yeah. Like, that's it. why. Because okay. they, yeah. Because I was like, this didn't make sense. Wait, how did that even happen? Yeah. So that's why he's still, he's investigating. He's off investigating. He's trying to get to the bottom of it, of the crimes. And he shows back up and is blindsided by the fact that he's got to get married. <laughs> 
tonight. Lakota's like, okay. And and you can tell he doesn't want to because he's like, that's she's being very blasé about how it won't be real. How like, well, because my my try or because my pack isn't here to witness it. It's not real in their eyes. It won't matter. It'll be for show. I'll leave. You can stay and do your job. And but for him, it's all feelers. And he's like, but I feel like this. And and the tribe keeps saying like, oh no. When we bind people spiritually, their wolves will be bound forever. I mean, you know. Yeah, she was very adamant. And she's about, like, whatever, like, no, I don't believe in that shit. No, no uh, there's no faded meat thing happening here. Which I guess they I mean they weren't, but I don't know. They, they never felt used they never words. used those words, but I feel as if in a different book it would have been considered because the way I, they talked about how the wolves the knew wolves, each other. The inner wolves felt it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So they prepare to get married? Yeah, they have a they have a sex in a hot tub. They do. Yeah. So it's almost like a like well, a Well in like a, a pool a bath. A big it's, giant it's a bathtub. Bath. It's a big giant bath. And so it's like a yeah, it's like a pre ceremony where they put them which I think it's a bad idea because I mean, whatever, consummation happens, but still like <laughs> Before the wedding, yeah, like right you're not the wedding. It's allowed like, to see each other before the like, wedding, but keep them separated. They were like, no, no, both of you go take a bath together. Go It'll be fine. Bath, which, you know, I mean, I'm totally all for it. I love that idea. I don't believe in not seeing each other or like those crazy traditions that happen about the reveal and all of that. I know. Shit. I don't like any it's of that bull- stuff. Bullshit. But that's when the second sex scene happens. Is when they're in the. Now, okay, I thought of a like a big wooden barrel, but it is just the pool. <laughs> Well, it's a big bathtub, but yes. a really large bathtub a where really two people can bathtub. be in it together. I was thinking kind of of what's his face from um, Mystic Bayou's bathtub, the bear oh, that had like the yes. uh, like the sunken into the floor that's, bathtub. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Because I was getting worried about the water sloshing, but I was just like, it's fine. Don't worry about it, Kalina. The sex is don't good. Don't worry about that kind of stuff. And it was, yeah. It was well, another... I appreciated it because Melody was concerned about it as well. Yes. She was like, oh, the water. And then she's like, ah, I don't care anymore. I don't care about the water. Nope. But there was a moment where she was like trying to keep it from being she too was. splashy. And then she just let it go and was like, <laughs> let's just fuck. Well, you know, whatever. That was a good oh, scene too. It was so good. I liked the first scene better, but this one was good too. Why did they end up back outside after this? Something had happened with... This is when the action started happening. So uh, something had happened. Oh, with- the, the 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 council showed up and and arrested talk. Yes, they arrested. That's Ta- why. Okay, she found okay. out. She I found was out like- prior too that he isn't the bad guy. Yes. Yes, that's right. I was like, why the fuck? If this was before their wedding and then they were going to get married, why did they leave the compound again? Yes. But they left because, yes, the the chief's mm-hmm. son, Tack, got arrested and they wanted to follow because they, they were, were concerned. That, to make sure that they weren't going to do anything to yeah, him. Yeah, vigilante justice would take, take yes. the case. And then they stopped for gas. They stopped anyway, for gas. Anyway, it doesn't matter. She gets kidnapped. <laughs> She does. This whole thing is just, we are like 50 minutes into. Oh my God. This, this <laughs> the whole episode is Clit's Notes. <laughs> it is. We just told the whole thing. But do you want to know what my favorite what line is? your this favorite line? <laughs> yes, I want to know. Is when, <laughs> I, think, I think it might have been Lakota who was uh, talking during this one, but he was talking about the gas station attendant, Gus. Mm-hmm. And he said, Gus... <laughs> Gus was the guy who got voted less likely to be selected by a vampire. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and he was a vampire. <laughs> it's just so funny. Oh, 
funny. There were, yeah. I, uh, it was so good. I wrote it down because I was like, that's fucking brilliant. I love it so yeah. much. <laughs> he just seemed like the least likely vampire. And then, the, yeah, he was like, he must have been one of those cases where a vampire goes back and turns their family against <laughs> the rules. Like, yeah, I know. Who would, who would turn Gus into a vampire? <laughs> He does actually end up helping with this stuff, like barely. Well, doesn't he talk? Of, he gives some information about Cross. Yes, but or not? He, sorry, but not part Cross, Crow about Crow. Now I'm You're saying right. Cross. It's Crow. Well, because Crow has been using so vampires have beyond excellent hearing in this story in the in this world that Danica created, and so he frequently knows if people are even just outside the gas station having a conversation, he can hear them, and so people well. Lakota in particular and other law enforcement use him as an informant because he they just show up and talk to him and he tells them whatever thing he's heard because he doesn't yes. give a fuck and he just will no. tell people like, all the business he's like a gossip right he's yeah. like yeah, I'll tell you but Crow knew that and so Crow would show up with rap or heavy metal blaring and as soon as that music comes, Gus turns that out because he has to put on fake hearing, like earmuffs, basically. He puts on internal earmuffs because he hates that music. And so he intentionally tunes out anything that he might have heard. So Crow meets with people there, his person who's paying him because he's being paid. It turns out Crow is the murderer. He's a I don't know if we've mentioned that. No. He's also an owl, which is fun. Yes. Um, he is an owl. But anyway, we're we're into the weeds. We're in too deep, you guys. Look, you guys. <laughs> you guys. Just, this book is really it. fucking yeah. good. And so in the past, also the end scene where he shows up at the opening of the store. Oh my and god, like, stop it. That's my favorite scene. Tells the whole love that family scene, that they're married. Because she's yeah. like, no, we can't tell them. Because they do say wife, husband, they call each other that just yeah. like playfully but not playfully throughout the like once they get once married. Once they get married. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, anyway, it's so good. But that's, that's yeah, that at the end. But anyway, he has to save her. He does. They all get good. Yeah. Everybody saves everybody. Everybody's cool. She injures the owl. She's like in a tree. Because she's she like her walking on a high branch and then she falls off and he saves her. But then he gets shot by a stab because the owl like drops a knife on him. I don't know. It's so much. <laughs> he, does. he does. And she saves his life and all of it. Everything's too much. Anyway, it's so beautiful. And oh, it is. I, in the past, and when we do these episodes, when it's a book we both just fucking love, we have a hard time. I think the episode suffers because all we say is like, I like it. It was good. I like it. It was good. <laughs> this actually really nice. Thank you. And that's not helpful. But I also don't really know how to describe how much I love this book or what about it I love so much. And I decided I came up with it. Mm -hmm. It's the vibes. And I know that's cringy and everyone hates that word now. But it is literally the vibes of this book. Like it is everything about it. It was like it resonated within me as I was yes. reading it. And I was like, I couldn't. I stayed up in bed and I don't listen outside of of work usually I, like in my car and at work and when I'm doing dishes but usually if I'm at home I read regular books like with my eyeballs <laughs> <laughs> because I you know can whereas at work I have to do work so I have to mm -hmm. listen with my earballs but I sat there in bed doing yeah. nothing but listening to this book because I was so in love with this book. And I was like, I got to listen to this book. And then I was like, I was going to stay up all night doing that. And I was like, no, go to sleep. Figure it out in the morning. I like that you say vibe. I know that you're saying that that's like generic or people may think that's generic or whatever. You should see my review on this on Goodreads. All I put was, it's good. Go read it. Like literally yeah, I two know. sentences. 
You can't describe it unless you immerse yourself into it, which is exactly what this book does. And I think it's a combination, obviously, with Danica's writing, the story, you know, the characters and the world that's built. And I actually really liked Nicole. She did a pretty Oh, Nicole did fantastic. Oh, my God. It was good. She, You could tell the difference between all of their voices. Like, oh, yeah. Like, Crow's voice, you knew when it was Crow when the bad guy was in. And between Lakota and even between Tack and, you know, Shakoba and all, you could tell the difference between, you could even tell the difference between Hope and Melody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And is- they had phone conversations yeah. back and forth. And that was like, that's hard to do. It is. Uh, yes. It's it's everything. It's all of that. It's, I had it and then I forgot about it. Sorry. No, you know, it's not your fault. <laughs> what is I going to say? But yeah, it's, it's just, oh, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Typically, in real life, I don't find the body type that they describe Lakota as as very attractive. He's not he's not the thing I go for, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And this book had me so fucking hot for him. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? can I ask what it is that isn't? Typically? I think it's the kind of thinner Yeah. Like muscle but he's, thin, he's lean. Lean, smooth. Yeah. No, oh I want the giant bears. Where's my fuzzy <laughs> You're bear? You're right. You're right. That is totally the ones you get down for. You, yes, you want the birds. You want the bear. Like you want those I want are the ones. My yeah. burly men with the yes. fuzz on them. And Lakota just, you know, super hot. But he's yeah, the thinner, leaner, smooth, tan. Just not my cup of Your tea. Your cup of tea. Lakota for me was in the same realm or like category as Michael from. Helen Huang's book. Okay, he yeah. Was the lean, lean muscles. And I think also, you know, a, a couple of other ones that I get. The Keanu Reeves one where like all of the brothers were like different, really hot people. And this one looked like Keanu Reeves. Do you remember? Oh, um, the, blind the Wangs. Ones. Yes. Yes. The, um, or Wongs. It was is, the, is the, the holidays. Yeah, so the holiday one. It was Valentine, my fake Christmas date for yeah. Valentine's Day or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's where he falls. He falls into that category. I that. get you. I get you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, stereotypically, that is what body type for, you know, Asian and Native yes. men look like. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. No, I get you. But I totally, yeah, the description of it and just how she wrote him and created him is just fucking fabulous i i love the idea that there are vampires in this book i love it too i love that they and they just are casually dropped in like again this is what i think we're missing from not reading the other books in her majeri series because it's just part of their world like they use them as part of their police cover-ups when well not police but like the shift or like the magical council or whatever the council of other beings yeah (laughs) that kind of controls shifters and vampires and others which those are the two we've heard in this book Mm -hmm. but i'm guessing there's others if they need to cover up a crime they bring a vampire in to glamour all the people who saw the crime <laughs> or to tell them, like, because they they straight up stole the um, young wolf's body. Because apparently, when you die in this world, you die in the sh- the form you're in when you die. You stay yeah. in that form. Your dead body stays in that form. So he was a wolf when he was killed. So it's a wolf, which means that the since the police found the the crime scene and the bodies, they're obviously treating this as just a wolf. They don't know about shifters, so they're not going to be respectful of it as a human. They're going to do a necropsy on it and probably burn it and so the tribe really wants his body back because they have to do their rights and so you know look 
Lakota goes and steals it away, and the, then the council like vampires everybody into thinking the body just got lost. You know, <laughs> like, like, oh, we lost a whole fucking wolf. Mm, yeah, that happened. <laughs> like, oh, there was it's a wolf really, there, and yeah. now it's gone. We lost it. <laughs> And it's like, so, you know, there's little things in here that are just the whole thing. The writing is super good. It's the smart. characters, the way these two fell in love yeah. and it wasn't instant. I think was that was part of what I was loving so much. I feel as oh, if a lot of the stuff we've read lately is so insta love. Oh, it was Shifter. That's my mate. That's instantly yeah. my mate. Sorry, you're my mate. Yeah, I could sense it right now. Let's not talk in. about it. It's fine. It's inevitable. And I have a hard enough problem with love. So <laughs> insta love is crazy, crazy. So. <laughs> But this felt real. Like, yeah. uh, take all the shifter shit out of it. Take it's all the, natural. like, yeah, tribes and clans and packs yeah. away. And you still have two people who grew up together, went away for a while, and met back up yeah. accidentally and have an instant chemistry and connection. It, there's a real life element to that. Now it's like, you know, you know each other as kids. And like you said, pre-adolescence and stuff. Like, he's older, but we're thinking, what, five to? Three to five years. Three to five years older he's or whatever. he's 30 and she's close to 30. Yeah. I, this is good. I think we should get into her kids tell mainly We should because it's, it's so long. <laughs> we talked about way too much of this book. Because <laughs> it was good and we are not lying, guys. No. All right. So this is a kiss and tell that's super, super fitting for this <laughs> this episode. And that is, is, I don't know why I said it. Is, is. <laughs> it is, is. Have you ever had a crush on a friend's brother or a friend's family member or just, you know, like something that may be a little really close within mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. relations? Yeah. You know? Well, I haven't on any friend's brothers because I have almost no friends with brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm, like, seriously the only one. Yes. And, yes, we were in high school with you, and like, and Selah was in our mm-hmm. high school, but, different I mean, crowd. I mean, you barely, barely knew him, barely and mostly him. I just lived in fear of calling your house and trying to get you when your I names were so similar, <laughs> and my, my tongue couldn't do the special <laughs> things to get your name. <laughs> Things to get my name. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm gonna get the, I'm gonna get her brother. I just Why know do it. I, do I really need to call her? Like, what's happening? Uh, but he always understood and just oh, <laughs> asked the phone. He's like, oh, no, never mind. For you. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so I had very, I have almost no, like, all. I was thinking back to growing up and none of them had older brothers. I was the like always part of the oldest in the group. Like I, all of my childhood friends, we were all the firstborn. Mm-hmm. So all of the siblings were younger and that's not attractive when you're, you know, 14. That would be like an yeah. 11 year old and you're like, no. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know anyone with like a, you know, an older teen brother Mm -hmm. in high school. Nope. In college. Nope. All just girls. And if they had siblings at all, I mean, I just didn't know any. So Mm -hmm. it didn't happen a lot. The only thing I could come up with, and we talked about this because it's kind of almost kind of counts, is... When I was in high school, I don't remember the exact year. It might have been middle school into high school. It might have been that year. Transition to like 14-ish, I would say. Mm -hmm. My uncle was married to a woman who had two sons, two teenage sons. And we hung out that summer as cousins. And I was very attracted to one of them. But, you know, we weren't real cousins. No. We were cousins by marriage at most. (laughs) 
But yeah, that was the most. But then they divorced and I never saw him again. So, so now it's now it's real good. Now, now it's real good, but I don't even know where he is or who he is. <laughs> this is all back in Ohio, so oh, okay. it was very far removed from me. But that's the closest I came to being like attracted to someone who may be mm-hmm. technically like off not off limits in terms of it's wrong but just but you, weird to establish a relationship like, yeah relationship with- you put those limits on yeah yeah definitely yeah no i had it all the time <laughs> <laughs> like all the time so much so that i got engaged to one so one of my i was friends with my ex-fiance's little sister first and i was so 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 in love with her older brother her oldest brother and it took me i mean like i would date dream and it took me years and years and years and finally I just like confessed it to him and it was just really bold and big and he's like no one's ever told me that before like that's it's really brave of you to talk I don't even know how to react to that I'm like good because I don't really know how to react like I don't know what to do now after I just told you I have a crush (laughs) on you what happens now apparently you get engaged oh but (laughs) (laughs) but like Tracy yeah she didn't she didn't have any brothers but she had cousins that were like super hot super hot and they were like older you know we were in high mm-hmm. middle not middle school high school and they I, I don't know if they were you know they were just older they were adults i don't they weren't like 30 but they were like you know 20s or whatever and they were super hot i always thought but i never like mm-hmm. played cards with them and stuff we always played asshole which i don't remember how to play anymore <gasps> oh no d- yeah do you remember playing asshole anyway i remember it. playing it but i don't remember how to play it anymore and i remember that was a fun game to play it was yeah that's funny but anyway so yeah they were one one of the ones and i also had an uncle who got married to a woman who had three kids <laughs> and i crushed on the both of those boys and they were my cousins quote unquote, quote unquote. you know like <laughs> and but to of no relation and mm-hmm. I, I mean no blood they mm-hmm. are i do call them my cousins they are we can you know because their parents aren't married anymore but we're still close and consider each other cousins and stuff like that but i had that same thing where i was just yeah. like yeah you're not really my blood yeah so I'm, a, I'm hella crushing on yeah you. <laughs> i was just so bold that i just didn't care you know so well and there's a period of time that that's why i think it was about 14 for me where you literally are just attracted to everyone so it doesn't <laughs> really matter <laughs> Your hormones are fucking You're just here like, and there and everywhere. Oh, it's a boy near my age. <laughs> no, that's exactly what it is. Like, w- what happens now? <laughs> and we're hanging out and talking, so obviously I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's it. But anyway, the story that blossoms out of this relationship is pretty good. And like you said, that end scene when they're having their opening, their grand opening, mm-hmm. everybody is there. Like they're all of their families are there, and their I mean, their pack is there to support. Their pack, them. so yeah, it's yeah. like aunts, uncles, cousins, all of them. <laughs> and and uh, Melody has twin younger brothers that are the alpha of their uh, mm-hmm. packs, right? And so, well, no, super- they are alphas. They don't have a pack yet. Neither one of them have a oh, pack. They have to f- make their own pack. They have them that's right i'm sorry yes because they, they don't to, take over alphas don't take over a pack they, they make their own and go their own and it's really rare to have two alphas and their twins and so like it's yeah. just a thing but they still have the alpha vibes even though they aren't technically of a tribe or of a pack yet they just mm-hmm. they're young because they're younger than her but they both were all like up in arms about <laughs> yeah like, like we're gonna have to kill him it's just <laughs> it's just so good because he comes in and he's just like she's like oh shit things are gonna get weird how do i Act. I and she know. behaves so bizarrely. She, she does. She does. She 
Yeah, she's not cool about it. Now, I wouldn't be able to be cool about it either, so I don't give her any heat for it, but man, was she not cool about it. She's like dropping shit and like they're in the middle of a, like a, somebody's ants in the middle of a sentence and she's like, cake! And she like stands up and runs away. It's so good. It's funny. She's super awkward. She's just like, I don't know how to handle this. As soon as he walks in, she's just like, oh, oh, God, things are going to, you know, because the emotions are there. They have fallen in love. And as much as they didn't, I guess more so her wanted to deny it and be like, no, you could just go do your thing. I got to go back and do my thing. But then it comes together. Yeah. You know, I think she had twin motives kind of like guiding her. One, she had the reason she had she had taken a break from dating for Mm -hmm. a number of years because she realized she was not feeling any of the stuff that she watched her parents experience in their marriage and even though her dad had all his wild he's like some famous rock star apparently or musician (laughs) and he had his wild past but as soon as he met her you know mom that was it for them and they're obviously in love and so she keeps waiting for that kind of explosive emotional feel and she's dating and she doesn't feel it with any of the guys it honestly sounds like she doesn't even have really good sex with any of them if you ask me but yeah like at one point she's like i've never cuddled before and i'm like but you had sex (laughs) well okay um but anyway so i think she's afraid that once she would you know she she was feeling that with lakota she definitely was but she still was afraid that he wouldn't support her choices to be an independent businesswoman. Mm-hmm. And that's very unusual for a shifter pack. Yeah. And, and she was really afraid that if she got made it so early, he would expect her to settle down and start having kids right away. And she wouldn't get to dr- live her dream. And she right. really wants to do this. It's been her lifelong dream. And then she also thought she would be tying him down because he hasn't. Experience. He's been so afraid for so long that yeah. he hasn't gone out and experienced that part of life. Mm-hmm. And so she didn't want to make him commit to something like that so early and so quick. Yeah. But their wolves were like, bitches, listen up. Look, we have this intuition and it happens. And and they fell in love. And when he comes in and he's just like, I just wanted to let everybody know that this is my wife. <laughs> and he just like straight up just says it in front of everybody. And she's just standing there like, oh, oh. Uh, it just like, you know, dumbfounded. But he is confessing everything, letting them know that they are mated. They have gotten <laughs> Like, (laughs) you couldn't give the speech in front of more family if you tried. Because his sister is Hope. So because Mm -hmm. it is Hope and Melody's store, all of her family is there, which is his family, except for, I think, maybe his adopted Adopted parents are the only two people who are maybe not there. (laughs) (laughs) Because they live very far away. (laughs) And, like, Melody's uncle is there, and he's the alpha. He's the alpha of her old pack. Her old pack. And just, you know, so, like, they're all this, like, really... There's like three alphas in the room. Yes, there's a lot of alphas in the room. Four betas and all of these like, yeah, yeah, really intense men. But Hope takes it very well. She actually starts to cry and she's like, you're my sister. And it's really sweet. Because they've been sisters anyway. Mm -hmm. Like like she made a bracelet for Melody that says sister. Yeah. And they're essentially sisters. So she's just like, oh, I love it. You know, so she's happy. And Melody was afraid Hope would be upset. But she's not. Which is always the fear right because like you have that that's your first like who gets you in the divorce at that point you know like what happens yeah but now? shifters don't divorce it doesn't sound like oh, we're good then because yeah that would be really like <laughs> i guess mm-hmm. 
you know, because <laughs> it's her brother. I mean, come yeah. on, it's her brother. Yeah, so that was really sweet, and that scene was just just it was fucking beautiful. beautiful. It really was. I was crying. It was so great that he's just like, I and don't he's care. just like, I want to do it right. I'll court mm-hmm. her, and, and we'll have yes. a normal marriage, and like a, a pack ceremony, and all mm-hmm. the things to make it official. I don't care. You know, however yep. you want us to do it so that you all understand that it matters and yep. I, it's done, but I'll do it the right way if you want me to, but I love her. So, uh, you know what? I think something just hit me. Mm. I think here's another thing that I, I think why we love it so much is even with all of the tension and all of the bad stuff happening with the people being murdered and stuff, that was just because Crow is a dick, right? He's a mur- he's a serial well, killer. It, well, he's a serial killer, but he is a serial killer for hire. <laughs> for hire, yes, by the, so, by the council, right? There was one of the council members mm-hmm. who said that his family had an agreement with the tribe yes. that if they ever lost their land, it would become his family's land. If his family would get it. They have like yeah. rights of first dibs or something. Right. Let's let's make it that. <laughs> let's call um, it that. And it was back from like settler time, like colonial times mm-hmm. when the tribes first were getting, you know, pushed around by yes. white people. Mm-hmm. And the few packs, the white packs who were settling in the area agreed to to help the pack the tribal packs stay their hand against incursion by regular humans white humans yeah. <laughs> you know so they they came together and so it was it was a it was supposed to be a a show of faith on the tribe side like look we will promise you our land to show that we're not you know going to attack you or something i don't remember right. exactly how it was said but it wasn't really meant to be like here's our land but the guy was like so desperate that he was so he hired crow a known serial killer to come in and stir up shit so that they could get the tribe off the land yes i think the only type of super toxic masculinity thing that we got was from the council member we never got that from any of the tribe we never got that from lakota besides like being really protective of their brother or their sister like the brothers never came out like that too so it's just like there wasn't that battle in between where it was just like you know like that's true there really wasn't i mean there was that one cousin was it one of the not talk but one of his another guy who was was a a little bit bit aggressive towards melody towards melody he was really mean he no talk but tack was the one who broke the bow he broke her bow it was tack i think no 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 it wasn't tack katoa or something could yes i think you're right yeah there was another one with a different who bruised her arm and broke her bow he did you're right but that's it and that wasn't even it wasn't out of i I mean it was aggression but like literally his brother had just been murdered yeah and there was an outsider with a bow in her car and it was upsetting i get it i mean it wasn't his best move but he sounded like he's kind of maybe a little bit of an asshole anyway so. Yeah, but and, and but at least in this particular book, it was an undertone for any of the main characters, the ones that exactly you know. like Lakota was protective without being oh like he was respectful still. Yeah. Like he knew she could stand on her own. Like he let her help in the couple of instances where you know she got her hands on the bow to help you know mm-hmm. fight off the different wolf that were attacking him or the the owl. And he loved her creativity and the fabric, you know, what she did with clothing. And he, and he told her that he cared about that stuff and that he wanted her to pursue her dreams and that Mm -hmm. he was, he, 
you know, he didn't need to keep being a bounty hunter. He was going to quit his job and move there. And, you know, I just thought it was so lovely. It was. It really was. And I think that really sets the tone for the book, too. I think I think you're I mean, that vibe alone. Like, I think you totally fucking nailed it where you're just like, it's the vibe. It's the good feel. It's the immersion. It's all of that stuff for us to, like, really get into the book. And it's hard for us when it's just our internal struggles with trying to handle the very overt masculine. Mm-hmm. and jealousy yeah and all of that it's just it's too much and i that wasn't here in no you know it's so present that it would that it deterred us from the actual story exactly so it was just lovely yeah it was great i loved it so beautiful um so part of like our our kiss and tell i have a fun fuck fact about uh being in love with uh friends brothers <laughs> so it's from a website called lovedevani.com and it's Signs your best friend's brother likes you. 19 not so obvious signs. <laughs> and this is by Michelle Devani, who runs the website. And uh, she posted it June 15th of 2022. And I'll just read you a couple of the signs. This is how you know if your best friend's <laughs> brother likes you. He talks to you when you are over. He acts different than your friend describes him when you are around. He asks you questions about yourself. He's attentive when you talk. He brings you small gifts. He stares fondly at you. <laughs> He's a tad more protective of you than normal. This speaks a lot to um, Lakota because he actually yes. has saved her life twice before they even <laughs> run into each other in, totally. this, in this book. Your friend gives you some space when he's around. Oh. <laughs> that means your friend knows too and is an yes. yeah. Your friend talks him up to you. Wow. And he asks for your Instagram handle. <laughs> That's it. Nail in the coffin right there. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> then there's more. I'm not going to read them all, but yes. Um, Those are good. Just in case anyone's really concerned about... No. If you don't think uh, Jimmy be- loves you. Being Jimmy attracted to you. your friend's brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this website will tell you how you know. <laughs> how you know. <laughs> so good. I love it. That one's fun. <laughs> Awesome. All right, I think we need to rate and then move on. Yeah, let's do this. We'll just sit here forever. We could talk about this book for a long time, but I really highly recommend it. Everybody needs to go read it. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious what we're going to say. The sex was good. We love the story. Oh, I thought the sex was super steamy. It was super good. Oh my god! It's so Literally, good. like the second, like we had, I didn't even know the Pisces was going to become the sex scene. Like oh I no, said, I didn't think it was going to come that fast. I it didn't did. think so either. I thought it yeah. was just going to be some more flirting, and then he was going to kind of because I was again, it was the night of the funeral, no, and they're on what, their land. So I was like, okay, we're not going to have sex that's tonight. Not going to happen because you could smell shit, and like you're having a very like intimate family ceremony for a loved one, and all of a sudden there's sex in the air. I would be fucking pissed. I know. If I was the, you know. I know. Yeah. I was like, no, we're not going to have sex tonight. <laughs> this will be just a nice, you know, flirty scene. Yeah. And then. Or like a blowjob or like a little bit. Or a little you know, touching, like, a little kissing and yeah, touching, right? Know, third base type of thing. And then, you know, they both pull away and then later on they have sex. That was what right, I was right. thinking. So I was like, I was like, Sila, have you gotten to the pie <laughs> scene? And you weren't as like, oh well, yeah, the pie scene. You know, yeah, no, I, I wasn't because I was just like, wait, the funeral scene? Because I couldn't, that's all I could think about was that. I was like, yes. But I hadn't gotten to the sex in that yet. I was just, just, oh. just listening to her kiss, like oh. eat the peach off of his chest. And I was like, okay, I don't even need more. This is enough. I think maybe I caught on to that because you were like, just the pie scene. I was like, oh, she hasn't got through the whole thing yet. So then that's what I was like, the funeral? <laughs> 
And then I, yeah, and then the very, like, the next step is sex. And I was like, oh, oh, Pisces turned into sex scene. Okay. It totally did. And he was just like, let's do this. I want to do this. And she's like, okay, I'll be gentle. Oh, oh, oh. And then afterwards, oh, my God. So they lay there and cuddle for a while. And she just is like, and he, of course, asks, you know, because he's a little insecure. And he's like, is this how it always is? And she's like, she doesn't want to admit that she's never had sex like this before. So she just kind of, like, shrugs or whatever. Whatever. and they talk and then he's like oh he asked for a back rub because he, he he did he had something had happened and he had his shoulders hurt or something yeah I don't yeah know. and uh so she was doing that and he's like is the, like we're in his head so we're li- listening to mm-hmm. the audio from his po- perspective and he's all like it was the best back rub of his life and then he started getting aroused again but he'd already done that with her so he wanted to know her more I personally <laughs> and so he spent the rest of the evening talking with her instead of of having more sex and he had boner he had boner and he you just guys wanted to talk <laughs> i know i love our super sexy books that are like 26 oh. orgasms later <laughs> i love them i do but this was so fucking oh it was hot. so beautiful <laughs> it was it, it's so attractive like you love him so much more because of that it's like what and to have that inner dialogue be on his end yes. to be like mm-hmm. the you know, obviously he was, he was like, yeah, and I started getting aroused again, but I, I'd already, we'd already done that. Yeah. And I wanted to get to know her on a deeper yeah. level. And I was like, whoa. I know, right? You're just <laughs> done. You're done. It was so beautiful. It was so, so good. fucking good. Yeah. Okay. Thus, the book ten. is a 10. Look. <laughs> just a straight 10. Look, you guys. It's a fucking 10. I don't know when the last book I gave a 10 was, but I love this book. It was Destiny. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. Just did. That was a few books ago. But, you know, whatever. I think it was Destiny. It gave. I, think I didn't gave write it. them down for that book, so I don't have them in the log. <laughs> I think it was Fixing Destiny, which was just like two episodes ago or something. Yeah, I wish I had written them down. You don't have them? <laughs> nope. I'm pretty sure we both gave it a 10. Because okay. we just fucking loved Sarah's writing. I did love that writing. Yeah. That writing was fantastic. It was really good. And the story was really good. And Wolf, it looks like I gave Wolf Gun Wild a 10 for sex and a 9 for the book. Oh, we gave Kiss Quotient 10s across the board. Okay, Look, we've we're given getting, some 10s we're out. We've given some t- We were real stingy with the 10s for a long time. <laughs> and now time. we're just like 10. Just like, 10. And now All the books so are like- 10. <laughs> Sometimes we know. Like, you guys... Look, just fucking listen. You guys will understand exactly. Like we are over an hour in, and we are still talking about this. this I just it's really good. enjoyed this book. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't, I don't know why you guys haven't read it yet. It's crazy. Just look, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Enough about this book. Go read it. Go listen to it. It's fantabulous. For our next book. We are going to be reading Rejected by Jamin Eve. It's narrated by Michelle Sparks and Noel. Noel? 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 Uh, I know. <laughs> I, some people say it differently. N-O-E-L. I hear Noel. I hear Noel. It's different. Um, Harrison. And guys, this was actually recommended by one of our listeners. Her name is Kara. So Kara, thank you so much. We can't wait to get into this. This looks like a really cool series. Yes. And reading into it. And actually, just for some extra fun facts, is Jamin Eve is the author behind the animated series 
oh, of course, I don't. Supernatural know Academy. Supernatural Academy. I think, on yeah. I think it's a Peacock. On Peacock, yes. I have to admit, I haven't really, I haven't seen any of that yet. But now I'm intrigued and interested. But the book that we're going to be reading is by her, Rejected. So uh, join us for that. Yes, yes. And in the meantime, if you too would like to recommend a book to us, like Kara did, you can reach <laughs> us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We are Shh Dirty Books on all of those social media platforms, and hopefully our TikTok is active again. <laughs> I keep going. I we promise said it. that for a while. <laughs> I haven't said it for a while, but now I'm saying it again. So yes. you guys should be seeing it. Um, mm-hmm. But that is Shh Dirty Books with three H's, or you can email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And you can visit us at our website at shdirtybooks.com and most places that you could find podcasts. If you can go rate, review, subscribe, that'd be great. And like Kara did, contact us, give us some suggestions, you know, have a conversation. We're happy to do that with you guys. So again, Kara, thank you so much. And Jim Townsend, thank you for your music. We love it so much. With that, we'll say goodnight. This is Saylet. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh. Reading Dirty Books with Galena and Saylet. Be sure to tune in to the next episode. Get some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them. <laughs>